my stories. Written by my dad. It's my dad too! Can we have our allowance now? Tara the fire-breathing turtle. Tara was a dragon. She was sure of it. This was despite all evidence to the contrary. True, she did have scales and armor plating, but if you met her, you'd be convinced that she was what everyone else thought she was. A very common red-eared slider. That's a type of turtle, by the way. One that, as you can tell by the name, is not hard to find. The red-eared part comes from marks that are like racing stripes on either side of her head. Tara's were especially fancy and bright. That's why the boy with the backyard on the pond noticed her sitting on a big rock. He'd been quiet and quick wading through the water, and he managed to get up behind her. The other turtles had seen him coming, but as Tara was young and had a tendency to be distracted, she'd allowed herself to come too close to the human house. I want to be clear, she was a different kind of turtle, even before she realized she was a dragon. In fact, her being different caused conflict with the other turtles. Unlike most, Tara was curious. The others had warned her to stay away from the humans, but at night they had these lights in their yard. They were sparkly and golden, and Tara liked them very much. This, by the way, if she'd known about dragons, would have been her first clue. Dragons love gold. They love collecting it, hoarding it, and laying on top of it. It's an odd thing for a reptile to like, but dragons have been around for a long time, so who are we to judge? Anyway, every night the backyard of these humans would come to life with little glittering lights. They'd last for about an hour right after sunset. Tara would always go to watch. Humans were not turtle eaters, as far as Tara knew, but she still should have been more careful. You may be asking what creatures do eat turtles. When they're older, there aren't many things that can crack their shells. But when they're young, like Tara, they're vulnerable. Raccoons, foxes, coyotes, and even other turtles, like the giant snapper that lived in the pond, would turn baby red-eared sliders into dinner if they got the chance. The worst was the giant snapper. Her name was Stella, and she was awful. She spoke turtle. She'd been asked for years to stop eating the younglings, but she was an evil creature who enjoyed misery. Since Stella could swim, she was a larger threat than all the mammals in the woods. In fact, her presence kept many of the small furry creatures away. Coming too close to the pond for some, especially birds, had become risky when Stella was around. She'd even managed to get a hold of a person or two. She wasn't big enough to kill a person, of course, but rumor has it she'd chomped off a few toes. Stella liked hiding in the rock. She could blend right in with the sunken stones, waiting for something to cross her path, waiting to chomp down. It was another reason the other turtles told Tara to stay away, but the lights were so magical that she couldn't resist. Speaking of our young, potentially a dragon hero, she was enjoying the show when the boys snuck up behind her. All the other turtles would have slid from their rocks and back into the water, but Tara was too distracted. She felt the hands on her shell and was scared, afraid it might be Stella. When they lifted her up instead of dragging her down, she felt much calmer. She didn't scream or anything. Not that turtles make much noise. What they most often do is pull their head back into their shells. Tara didn't do that either. As scared as she was, she was still curious. She'd never seen a human up close before. The boy had never gotten this close to a turtle either. He tried catching a few, but they always got away. He was looking at the scales on her toes and her dark reptilian eyes. He was most interested in those red marks that looked painted on. Hi there. Don't be scared. I won't hurt you the boy said. Tara believed him. Like all creatures, she had a sense about things that wanted to hurt her. For instance, if you were anywhere near Stella, you would understand that she loved nothing more than causing pain. You didn't get that sense from the boy. Christopher, come in. It's bedtime.
the boy's mom called from the deck. He turned and looked up. He knew his mom wouldn't let him keep the turtle. She hadn't let him bring anything from the yard into the house. Not since the bird incident. This would be different. He didn't have to worry about a turtle waking up and flying all over the house, pooping on the furniture. So he hid Tara under his shirt. It was odd for her. She'd never been inside a shirt before. It wasn't terrible. It was warm, which was pleasant for a cold-blooded creature. Tara thought, it'd be nice to be hot-blooded like humans. She envied their ability to stay warm. Maybe that's how she found the flame inside herself. A turtle would never have thought of looking, but a dragon would. The boy took Tara into his room, sneaking up the stairs. There was a toy bin on the floor full of rubber figures. He placed her in there. Then he went back down to say goodnight to his parents. They read stories, and his mom helped him brush his teeth. Then she tucked him into bed. You'll have to clean up in here tomorrow, she said. He tried not to panic when she picked up the toy bin where he'd stashed Tara. Luckily, Tara hadn't moved or done anything to draw his mom's attention. When the door was closed, the boy brought the box back down and lifted Tara out. He placed her on his bed and said, I hope these guys didn't scare you. He started taking the figures out and lining them up. It's my monster collection. I've got dinosaurs and a dragon and a... He yelled up a half-horse, half-man creature. I think it's called a, a centaur. Weird, right? Tara lifted her eyebrows, showing only a bit of interest. Then she turned her head back to the dragon. It was the biggest figure in the box. It was green with red marks near its head. As a side note, turtles do not have eyebrows, but they do have a ridge right above their eye that they can lift. If you've never met a curious turtle, then you probably haven't witnessed this. But I assure you, they can do it. Tara moved her long neck up and down, examining the dragon. You like that one? The boy asked. Its body was as different from Tara's as could be. The dragon was tall and narrow. Tara was much more turtle-like. The shape of a dinner roll, if a dinner roll had legs. However, like her, the dragon had claws and a tail. Then there were the eyes. The dragons were painted on, but they weren't so different from Tara's. They were dark and mysterious. You have to picture him big and tall. You see, these are just toys. This guy in real life would be giant. The boy made a roaring sound and flew the dragon around. Roar! Now, as I said, turtles are very quiet creatures, but that doesn't mean they can't make noise. Tara wondered about the sound the boy was making, so she decided to try it herself. She let out a sound much like a roar, only more discreet, but not bad for a turtle. Wow, that was cool. You sounded just like a dragon. Try it again, Christopher said. Tara wasn't about to perform on command. She was a wild animal, after all, and had too much pride for that. Just once more, please, Christopher begged. Tara curled her lip up and her eyebrow, looking to the ceiling as she thought about it. Then she let loose. This time it was really loud. Christopher's mouth dropped open. Then he listened. His mom's footsteps were coming up the stairs. Quickly, he knocked his toys from the bed and dove under the blanket, taking Tara with him. He held her tight beneath the covers. His mom's head came through the door. She looked down at the toys. Christopher, you're supposed to be sleeping, not playing. Sorry, Mom, he said, holding Tara tight. She enjoyed the warmth again and the sound of his heart beating through her. She felt the heat penetrating her scales. Even when the door closed and Christopher sat up, releasing her, she felt that fire, like magic inside her. Wow, that was something. He got up from bed and went to his bookshelf. I have to show you this, he said. He brought down a picture book and held it open in front of Tara. It was about a dragon who suffered from seasonal allergies. 
See, every year when the flowers bloom, this dragon would become a problem for the nearby kingdom. He didn't want to rain destruction on the citizens, but whenever he sneezed, <coughs> giant balls of flame would launch from his mountain cave. They'd crash into the countryside, burning crops and trees and sometimes houses. The kingdom's young princess wanted to stop her father, the king, from leading his men to the cave, where they planned to kill the dragon. But it's the only one around, and it's probably the last of its race, she argued. The night before the king would leave, she snuck out and went to the dragon and asked it if there was a way to stop the sneezing. After the dragon decided not to eat her, he told her about his mom. He remembered her giving him a herbal remedy made from a rare honey and some other things that were hard to find. Then the princess went on a quest. Of course, the ending is happy, and in the process, the princess not only saves the dragon, but helps everyone else in the kingdom who suffered under the tyranny of hay fever. Christopher showed Tara each picture in the book, including one of the adorable baby dragons sneezing. He couldn't help but point out that the baby looked a bit like Tara. Certainly the shell wasn't a match, but her young face and the baby shared some resemblance. You're not a baby dragon, are you? Christopher asked. Of course not, Tara thought. She couldn't say this in human speech, but she did raise that eyebrow again in surprise at the suggestion. You're positive? He asked. Tara looked at the picture of the baby dragon and started to wonder. She saw little flames floating in front of its nostrils, and boogers that had the quality of lighter fluid dripping down its snout. There was a funny feeling in her chest. Even though Christopher was no longer holding her, she could feel the heat from his body. Somehow the warmth had stayed with her, and it started to grow. Was it enough to make flames? She thought. Could she be a dragon? She shook her head. Tara stared at the picture. She'd seen herself plenty of times reflected in the pond, and truth be told, she did see some similarities. She certainly wouldn't mind being warm all the time, feeling this flame inside. Part of her still thought it was a silly dream, but what if? Christopher looked at her. That would be amazing, wouldn't it? You growing up to be big and powerful and flying? Flying? Tara thought. She looked back at the picture. It was the first time she noticed tiny wings on the dragon. They were impractical and small. That's why she hadn't seen them at first. They were almost as useless for flying as Tara's shell. Tara looked back over her shoulder, and Dad started to fill her. She had a shell. She was a turtle, she thought. The warmth inside her went away, replaced with sadness. Christopher didn't stay up for long after that. He spoke to her for a bit, telling her stories. Then he drifted off to sleep. Tara was still in his bed. She came in close next to him, closed her eyes, and dreamed with him till the morning sun came through the window. Christopher was up before his parents and took Tara down to the rock wall. The pond was as still as ice, mirroring the blue sky above with its white puffy clouds. They played for a bit. He offered her flowers and other things to eat for breakfast. They were dandelions that she enjoyed a great deal. When Christopher's mom called him in for breakfast, he said goodbye to Tara, placing her on the spot he'd found her before. He waded into the pond and placed her on the big rock. You don't have to be scared to come back. If you ever want to play again, no one will hurt you here. He promised. Tara nodded her head. She looked around the water and over to the distant woods where the other young turtles stayed. She wanted to make sure Stella wasn't around. When Christopher went back into the house, Tara slid into the pond and disappeared beneath the surface. She had no idea that below the water... Stella was watching. Stella couldn't believe the young turtle was back. When the boy took her away, she thought for certain she'd never see her again. Stella had been watching Tara for weeks, following the young turtle when she came to see the lights. She was incredibly patient, 
waiting for the right time to take Terra. Why not tonight? Stella thought as Terra swam off towards the distant shore. Stella had settled herself onto the rocks and waited. She may have been a good killer, but she wasn't much of a hunter. She preferred ambushing her prey, waiting for them to pass in front of her, before snapping them up. Tonight, she decided, she'd be dining on turtle. The sun was going down when Christopher came home. He'd been out most of the day with his mom. They'd gone to the zoo and seen all sorts of animals. Elephants, giraffes, penguins, and even giant tortoises, which weren't all that different from the turtles in the pond. Christopher wanted to tell Tara about them. He was hoping she'd be on her rock, waiting for him. He went to the water and looked out. Usually, Tara was easy to see, with those red marks on her head, but the rock was empty. Then he saw something move in the water near the surface. It had to be her, he thought, as he climbed off the wall and started wading towards her. It wasn't Tara, of course. She was still on her way, swimming across the pond. She was late tonight. She'd been called in front of the Council of Turtle Elders to recount her adventure. The elders met in the stump of an old tree. Water had washed out the mud around the roots of the stump, making a home for the oldest turtles. Tara stood before them and told them all about the boy, how he'd taken her in. Mildred, the wisest of the elders, said, You must be careful. Humans can be kind, but they can also be fickle. Loving you for a moment, then forgetting you're there. They've taken many of us into their homes, where we are safe, but our lives are short. We are wild and must stay that way. Tara nodded her head and started to turn away. Is there more that you wish to tell us? Mildred questioned. Tara hesitated, then finally asked, Have you ever heard of a dragon? All the counselors looked at each other, wondering. They shook their heads and told Tara no. Only Mildred stayed quiet. It's just, the boy showed me a picture of one as a baby, and I thought it looked a bit like me, Tara said. Mildred shook her head again. You are a turtle, my dear. Nothing more, nothing less. Dragons are magical creatures. They haven't lived in this world for a very long time. It's best not to think about such things. I guess that's it, Tara thought as she left the council. I'll go watch the lights and be careful of the boy. And be happy to be a turtle. Still, Mildred is the oldest living being that anyone in the pond knew of. And if she were familiar with dragons, that meant that they had to be around at some point. Tara was disappointed she was only a turtle. But knowing that dragons had once existed, that was special all on its own. As she swam toward her spot, she felt the boy moving through the water. His body made ripples that could be felt far and wide. Tara was excited to see him again. She felt the warmth slowly growing inside her. Stella felt the boy's ripples approaching, too. She wasn't happy about this. Humans were impossible to eat. They were too big, and they had those hands. Hands were terrible things. They could move and change the world. It's one reason she was so happy when she got to snap off her finger. Any little bit to keep those hands in check. Still, she decided she wouldn't attack the boy. Not now, anyway. Tara was on her way to the rock, and Tara was who she wanted. This silly human wouldn't get in the way. She thought, even as he got uncomfortably close. Christopher sat down on the rock and looked at the water. He was disappointed not to see Tara on the surface. The water was dark and it was hard to see through, but he sensed something was alive near his foot. He reached down and grabbed it and pulled it up. Stella felt her whole body lifted out of the pond. Her flippers waved in the air and she felt powerless as water dripped from her shell. Christopher placed her on the rock. Whoa, 
You're so big, he said as he stood back in surprise. Stella tucked her head in, but her beady eyes were still watching him. Snapping turtles look different than regular turtles. Their mouths are sharper, forming into a beak, and their necks are long, made to coil back and spring forward. Stella glared at the boy as he leaned down. His nose was right there. She'd taken toes and fingers, but no human had been stupid enough to present their nose to her. She was getting ready to strike. Tara was only a few feet away when she felt the boy pull Stella from the water. She had no idea the giant snapper was even there, not till the boy grabbed her. It frightened her, and she was almost ready to do what any turtle would do, swim away and never look back. But then she saw the boy leaning in, and she knew what would happen next. She launched herself up onto the rock, landing only a few inches from Stella. Don't you do it, she called to the snapper. Stella looked at her and laughed, but she didn't move as she was waiting for the boy to come closer. Don't worry, youngling. I'll be with you next, Stella said in a low voice. It's impossible for humans to understand, or even hear turtle talk, so the boy had no idea that the conversation was taking place. Tara looked at Christopher and felt the warmth in her chest. Then she looked at Stella and felt the warmth turn into something hotter. There was an inferno in her, a hot rage. She opened her mouth and let out an ear-shattering roar. The boy jumped back in surprise. Stella turned fully towards Tara. She was alarmed, but also hungry and intent on killing. Well, I suppose if you want to die that badly, I've got no choice but to help you. Her head was poised to strike, ready to come flying out and break Tara's shell. Tara had other thoughts. I am a dragon, she decided. She opened her mouth, and instead of a roar, flames came rolling out. At first it was small, like a lighter bullet. But then she breathed harder, and the fire danced towards Stella. The flames touched the snapping turtle. Stella screamed in rage. Then dove for the edge of the rock, diving between Christopher's legs. She crashed into his shins on the way. But then she was gone. Whoa. Christopher said as he rubbed his leg. Taryn nodded her head, then turned back and dove into the water. She knew Christopher would try and keep her as a pet. And that would have been fine when she was only a turtle. But now that she knew she was something more. Something magical. And dragons aren't meant to be kept. Tara the fire-breathing turtle may seem like a strange story. But turtles and their relatives, the tortoise, are strange creatures. Scientists have found fossils of sea turtles dating back to 110 million years ago, and the land tortoise can live well over 100 years, though some believe they could live even longer. One of my favorite things to do is to imagine a world more magical than ours. Turtles almost seem like visitors from that place. Two weeks from now, we'll meet someone from a time not so long ago, but strange in its own way, the Old West. Find out what happens when a little girl discovers a hat that belonged to the most famous cowgirl of all, in Calamity Casey. Also, be on the lookout for my new book, The Curse of Purgatory Cove. It'll be available October 5th from barnesandnobles.com and Amazon and other fine retail stores. It's got pirates and ghosts and a cranky guard dog, Irish legends, and a magical island. To find out more or to know when new stories come out, you can sign up for my newsletter. The music for the podcast was provided by Kevin McLeod. Thanks for listening.